Hey, how you doing? This is Quat, and welcome to another episode of Podcast MD PhD. Um, MD PhD is a podcast about medicine, biology, and information. Information is a term that I use to describe things from data science, math, algorithms, and all that stuff. And in MD PhD podcast, I hope to tell you about the fundamentals of these fields and also the latest findings, discoveries, news in these uh, biomedical data information all jumbled up together field. <laughs> so I hope you subscribe and I hope you let your friends, colleagues and uh, neighbors, classmates, let them know about this podcast. And I also hope you can let me know how I'm doing. What if I'm doing good? What if I'm doing not good? Give me feedback so one episode at a time I can improve. And also in the future, I plan to bring in guests, interview classmates, interview professors, interview open source software developers, and I have a lot of interesting things that I want to do in this podcast. So please join me in this uh, biomedical data, information, math, or all of this in this <laughs> journey. And in today's podcast, I want to go over a paper with you. And this paper is a review or opinions paper about a disease that I think a lot about lately. And this disease is uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. And I hope you enjoy. So let's get started. It's 1 a.m. And yesterday I wanted to start the podcast because I was reading paper and I want to deliver this complicated paper in an easy way to the world. And I'm glad that I used Anchor.fm because I went to their website, made an account, made a recording and boom, boom, bam, I have my first podcast. And tonight I finished my second podcast with Anchor. So if you want to tell the world something that you're passionate about, Download the free Anchor app or go to the anchor.fm to get started. This paper is published in a journal that I've never heard about. It's called European Neurology. And this paper is published in 2018. This paper is about chronic fatigue syndrome. And this paper is like a review paper, but it's not a review. It's more of an opinions paper. And um, I picked this paper because it talks about chronic fatigue syndrome, which is a disease that I am, I guess, not passionate about, but I am um, confused about and I think a lot about. Um, it is a disease that's, I don't know, under the umbrella of my own research, I guess. And uh, it's a disease that affects a lot of people. In fact, it affects about 1 in 100 to 1 in 200 people. Let that sink in. That is a lot of people. It's a disease that probably you have never heard about, but it affects so many people, predominantly women. And uh, now imagine a graph, okay? X-axis, Y-axis. Um, imagine X-axis to be the... I don't know, number of people affected and the y-axis to be 
the quality of life of people who have um, a disease. Like imagine just putting a dot, each dot in this graph is a disease. And for each disease, you know how many people this disease affects and also how, um, how these patients' quality of life decreases. The disease that affects most number of people, and I guess another way, um, the disease, imagine the right lower quadrant of this graph, where the diseases that affect a lot of people and have low quality of life. Basically, diseases that are pretty bad. These are um, diseases that affect a lot of people and bring their quality of life down a lot. The, the disease that does this the most is arthritis. Makes sense. If you have arthritis, you cannot do lots of stuff, right? And it sucks. And it affects a lot of people. So, you know, you get a flavor of that right lower quadrant of this chart. And then the second disease, number two disease that can do this kind of damage the most is the chronic fatigue syndrome. It affects a lot of people and it lowers their quality of life a lot. That's bad. Okay. And the number three disease is not even close to these two diseases. So the point of this um, graph um, idea is that arthritis and chronic fatigue syndrome affect a lot of people and really mess up their life. Arthritis, you know, we are working on it. We're researching on it. People are making cool stuff. Stem cell therapy, I guess, are working in progress. And you have surgeries and all these things. So we kind of understand what it is. On the other hand, chronic fatigue syndrome, we know so little about. And that's really frustrating, right? We don't know a lot about these diseases. I mean, we don't know a lot about chronic fatigue syndrome. Worse, we don't spend enough time thinking about this disease because not many labs research on this topic. Um, NIH funds, I don't know, from maybe 5 million bucks, maybe 10 million, I don't know, 5 to 10 million dollars on this disease. NIH is a place that gives out money to everywhere in the United States or maybe foreign countries too. Um, and 5 to 10 million in the scope of a nation is so little. It's ridiculously little. Some lab can rake in 5 million bucks just for some, I don't know, other stuff they're working on. But 5 million for a disease, that is number two in how um, annoying, how um, damaging it is to the society. That is uh, unreasonable, in my opinion. So I just wanted to tell you how common the, disease, the chronic fatigue syndrome is, how bad it is, and how little we are spending or we're working on on this disease. I guess I didn't tell you about the kind of signs and symptoms of this disease, but uh, people with this pro uh, disease, right, they, 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 they get, they're just tired. They're not just like tired from working now, kind of tired, but they can't even get up from their bed. Some of the patients who have chronic fatigue syndrome haven't stood for a long, long time. And 
It also comes with lots of other systematic um, signs and symptoms. And some patients suffer through chronic fatigue syndrome over 10 years. And unfortunately, a lot of the patients um, who have chronic fatigue syndrome, they see many doctors. Some doctors won't even recognize their disease. Some doctors will trivialize what's wrong with them. And um, basically, these patients, you know, they get so little help. And unfortunately, many of them end up committing um, suicide. So it's a, it's, it's a horrific disease, and we need to do something about that. Um, I am interested in this disease and also a little bit optimistic about it because some patients with chronic fatigue syndrome when they receive the right treatment, either compounds or some kind of a surgery, um, these patients recover quickly. You know, arthritis, I don't know, other diseases like cancer, think about it. You treat them, you treat the patients with, you know, these other diseases, and the recovery takes time, right? But for chronic fatigue syndrome, if you know the right treatment, if you give the right treatment to the right chronic fatigue syndrome patient, then you can see good results quickly. And when people get better from chronic fatigue syndrome, it looks like they can go back to their normal life. And I think that's amazing because what it's saying is that there are a few flavors of chronic fatigue syndrome. And if you can kind of delineate these flavors or subtypes, and if you match these, uh, this, the right subtype with the right treatment, then you can really help these patients. And you can change their life. You can change their family's life. And you can turn their life from, you know, horrible state to, you know, much better state quickly. And there are case reports for this kind of re- quick re- recovery. And I'm very, very hopeful for that. Anyway, so um, that's why I picked this paper because it's about chronic fatigue syndrome. And uh, now let's get to the paper. Hello, this is Kwat, and welcome to another episode of MD-PhD. MD-PhD is a podcast about medicine, biology, information, like data science, programming, mathematics, all that stuff. And this podcast wants to tell you about fundamentals of these things, and also the latest news and the findings in these fields. Um, So... In this episode, 
I want to tell you about a paper titled Chronic Fatigue Syndrome from Chronic Fatigue to More Specific Syndromes. And this paper is published in a journal that I've never heard about. It's called European Neurology. And this paper is published in 2018. Um, before I uh, get started on this paper, I want to ask you to subscribe to my podcast. I'm just starting this podcast and I would like to know um, what you think, what I'm doing good, what I'm doing not good, and also um, just any thoughts in general. So please subscribe. Let your friends know, colleagues know, classmates know about it. Um, if you're interested in learning these things in a short amount of time, um, in, I don't know, using everyday language in a chill fashion, then please subscribe. Okay, so let's get started with this paper. Um, this paper is about chronic fatigue syndrome, and this paper is like a review paper, but it's not a review, it's more of an opinions paper. And um, I picked this paper because it talks about chronic fatigue syndrome, which is a disease that I am, I guess, not passionate about, but I am um, confused about and I think a lot about. Um, it is a disease that's, I don't know, under the umbrella of my own research, I guess. And uh, it's a disease that affects a lot of people. In fact, it affects about 1 in 100 to 1 in 200 people. Let that sink in. That is a lot of people. It's a disease that probably you have never heard about, but it affects so many people, predominantly women. And uh, now imagine a graph, okay? X-axis, Y-axis. Um, imagine X-axis to be the, I don't know, number of people affected, and the Y-axis to be the quality of life of people who have um, a disease. Like imagine just putting a dot, each dot in this graph is a disease. And for each disease, you know how many people this disease affects and also how, um, how these patients' quality of life decreases. The disease that affects most number of people, and I guess another way, um, mm, the disease, the, the right lower quadrant of this graph where the diseases that affect a lot of people and have low quality of life basically diseases that are pretty bad these are um, diseases that affect a lot of people and bring their quality of life down a lot the, the disease that does this the most is arthritis makes sense if you have arthritis you cannot do lots of stuff, right? And it sucks. And it affects a lot of people. So, you know, you get a flavor of that right lower quadrant of this chart. And then the second disease, number two disease that can do this kind of damage the most is the chronic fatigue syndrome. It affects a lot of people and it lowers their quality of life a lot. That's bad, okay? And the number three disease 
is not even close to these two diseases. So the point of this um, graph um, idea is that arthritis and chronic fatigue syndrome affect a lot of people and really mess up their life. Arthritis, you know, we are working on it, we're researching on it, people are making cool stuff, stem cell therapy, I guess, are working in progress, and you have surgeries and all these things, so we kind of understand what it is. On the other hand, chronic fatigue syndrome, we know so little about, and that's really frustrating, right? We don't know a lot about these diseases. I mean, we don't know a lot about chronic fatigue syndrome. Worse, we don't spend enough time thinking about this disease because not many labs research on this topic. Um, NIH funds, I don't know, from maybe 5 million bucks, maybe 10 million, I don't know, 5 to 10 million dollars on this disease. NIH is a place that gives out money to everywhere in the United States or maybe foreign countries too. Um, and five to 10 million in the scope of a nation is so little. It's ridiculously little. Some lab can rake in five million bucks just for some, I don't know, other stuff they're working on. But five million for a disease, that is number two in how um, annoying, how um, damaging it is to the society that is uh, unreasonable in my opinion so I just wanted to tell you how common the disease, the chronic fatigue syndrome is how bad it is and how little we are spending or we're working on on this disease I guess I didn't tell you about the kind of signs and symptoms of this disease but uh, people with this pro uh, disease, right? They, 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 they get. They're just tired. They're, they're not just like tired from working now, kind of tired. But they can't even get up from their bed. Some of the patients who have chronic fatigue syndrome haven't stood for a long, long time, and it also comes with lots of other systematic um, signs and symptoms, and. Some patients suffer through chronic fatigue syndrome over 10 years. And unfortunately, a lot of the patients um, who have chronic fatigue syndrome, they see many doctors. Some doctors won't even recognize their disease. Some doctors will trivialize what's wrong with them. And um, basically, these patients, you know, they get so little help. And... Unfortunately, many of them end up committing um, suicide. So it's a, it's, it's a horrific disease and we need to do something about that. Um, I am interested in this disease and also a little bit optimistic about it because some patients with chronic fatigue syndrome, when they receive the right treatment, either compounds or some kind of uh, surgery, um, these patients recover quickly. You know, arthritis, I don't know, other diseases like cancer, think about it. You treat them, you treat the patients with, you know, these other diseases, and the recovery takes time, right? But for chronic fatigue syndrome, if you know the right treatment, if you give the right treatment to the right chronic fatigue syndrome patient,
then you can see good results quickly. And when people get better from chronic fatigue syndrome, it looks like they can go back to their normal life. And I think that's amazing because what it's saying is that there are a few flavors of chronic fatigue syndrome. And if you can kind of delineate these flavors or subtypes, and if you match these, uh, this, the right subtype with the right treatment, then you can really help these patients. And you can change their life. You can change your family's life. And you can turn their life from, you know, horrible state to, you know, much better state quickly. And there are case reports for this kind of quick recovery. And I'm very, very hopeful for that. Anyway, so um, that's why I picked this paper because it's about chronic fatigue syndrome. And uh, now let's get to the paper. It's a short paper, like an opinions paper. Um, Before I get into it, I have to define a term CDAF, and it stands for Chronic Disorders Associated with Fatigue, CDAF. It's an umbrella term for many diseases, okay? Many, many diseases that are well-defined. And these diseases um, are often misdiagnosed. I guess, be more spe- to be more specifically, 50% of the time when you have any of the diseases under the umbrella of CDAF, you will be diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. But later when you see a chronic fatigue syndrome specialist, the specialist will tell you, no, 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 you don't have chronic fatigue syndrome. You have this, you have that. So CDAF is a term that encompasses diseases that have chronic fatigue syndrome-like signs and symptoms. And let me tell you a little bit about these signs and symptoms. Um, They include key features like chronic fatigue, chronic pain, including headache, sleep disturbance, mood disorder, cognitive complaints, post-exertional malaise, exercise intolerance, and inability to maintain a pre-illness level of functioning. And these diseases, let me give you some of the specific names of diseases that fall fall under the umbrella of CDAF. They are, um, ready? (laughs) They have long names. First one, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Um, From its name, you can get a sense of what it is about, right? It's about people who can't tolerate standing for too long or people who will, I don't know, uh, whose body will become like almost like they're sprinting, but they're not sprinting, they're just standing up, you know. And the second disease is neurocardiogenic syncope. And the next disease is small five neuropathy. Next one, undifferentiated connective tissue disease. Next one, ASIA syndrome. Next one, post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome, um, aka chronic Lyme disease. And uh, next one is hypermobility, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And the next one is mast cell activation syndrome. And the last one is seronegative antiphospholipid syndrome. 
So all of these diseases I just listed fall under the umbrella of CDAF, which is again uh, a term. Uh, I mean, <laughs> um, what's well, how do you say that? It's acronym for chronic disorders associated with fatigue. And when you have any of these a specific condition, you will have 50% chance of being misdiagnosed with the chronic fatigue syndrome because all of these diseases have uh, the key features of chronic fatigue syndrome. And uh, the author um, tells you about how we are trying many types of treatment for all of these diseases that I listed, but also for chronic fatigue syndrome, but the success rate is very poor. And this suggests, this poor success rate suggests that we don't understand the disease. We're not doing good enough. And also, we're misdiagnosing these diseases to be chronic fatigue syndrome, right? So the author is telling us that the way we are grouping these diseases under CDAF, they're bad. Because we are looking at clinical features like chronic fatigue, headache, um, uh, sleep disturbance, and all these things to diagnose patients. But maybe that's not the right way to do it. And that's why we are confused. That's why we have so many names. That's why we have misdiagnosis. That's why we, we're, our treatment's not um, good. And maybe we need to look at something that they all share. All of these diseases share in common. And we need to maybe group these diseases by some other axis, some other dimension. And then the author mentions two things that are often messed up in these diseases. The first one is um, autonomic nervous system. So people with these diseases have weird activation of or weird um, configuration of their sympathetic nervous system and or parasympathetic nervous system and all that. And then the second thing that's um, you know not doing well with patients who have these diseases is their immune system. And we don't know exactly what's happening. But all of these diseases have some immune component to that. And authors are suggesting that maybe we need to group these diseases molecularly, physiologically, um, you know, I don't know, looking at things uh, with autonomic nervous system and or immune system. And then author also uh, emphasized that these diseases have genetic components to them because people who have this disease, right, they have a higher chance of having first um, degree relatives who also have similar conditions. So we think there is genetic component to um, CDAF diseases. And finally, the author mentions that we need to take into account the impact of environmental factors like pollution, uh, food preservatives, hormonal disruptors, pesticides, pharmaceuticals, and also vaccine adjuvants um, when we uh, think about the etiology of CDAF diseases. Um, and then finally, the author suggests that when we're dealing with CDAF diseases clinically, um, we need to rule out every single CDAF diseases and then 
diagnose the patient with chronic fatigue syndrome. That's because when people are uh, misdiagnosed, they usually are misdiagnosed to be chronic fatigue syndrome and later corrected by chronic fatigue syndrome specialists to be uh, some other CDAF specific disease. But to avoid that, maybe we need to first rule out every single CDAF diagnostics, basically um, check all the diagnostic criteria of CDAF diseases. And if none of them give you the hit, then when everything fails, then we diagnose a patient to have chronic fatigue syndrome. And uh, those are the main points of the, uh, the authors. So that was the paper, opinions paper about chronic fatigue syndrome and how little we know about this disease and how there are many specific diseases that have chronic fatigue syndrome like signs and symptoms, uh, CDAF, that we often misdiagnose to be chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, I hope that more people study chronic fatigue syndrome and I hope that we can uh, better understand this disease. And I really hope that we come up with some kind of a treatment because we know when it works, the patients improve quickly. So these are all my hopes and that's why we keep learning and we keep uh, working on immunology and all these um, systematic things because better we understand molecular basis of systematic uh, symphony in the human body, we can better uh, group diseases like CDAF, not based on clinical stuff. Of course, clinical stuff are important, but for CDAF, like the authors were saying, maybe we need to group these diseases molecularly based on immunology, based on um, autonomic nervous system and so forth. So let's see what, you know, next few years, a decade will bring to uh, chronic fatigue syndrome and CDAF. Anyway, so thank you for tuning in to another episode of MDPHD. And again, my name is Quat. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know, let your colleagues know, let your classmates know. And also let me know how I'm doing. Give me some feedback. And I really, really thank you for uh, listening to uh, these early episodes of the MDPHD podcast. So let's see what I do in the next next episode. I'm thinking about doing some interviews, um, bring some interesting people, and also go over some uh, new interesting papers. So please stay um, tuned, and uh, I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.